Good morning. Good morning. Today is Thursday, April 13th. Currently 56 degrees out here in Stockbridge. Uh, supposed to get to a high of 66 today. Not very hot. And uh, uh, rain rolling in here. It looks like about uh, shortly. A chance of rain all day. And the pollen level's high still, of course. And uh, let's pray and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for being our God, for loving us, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to serve you, to worship you, to glorify you, Lord. We just ask that you would work in and through our lives, Lord, that you would provide for our daily needs, Lord, like you always do, Uh, not just physical needs, Lord. Our spiritual needs, uh, the strength we need, the resources we need, the grace and mercy, Lord, uh, just to honor you and serve you today, Lord, as you'd have us do, Lord. And Father, we just ask that you would, uh, your kingdom would come on uh, this earth as it is in heaven, Lord, that you would accomplish your will. As you see fit, Lord, and Lord, forgive us, lead us not into temptation, Lord, deliver us from enemy, Lord, from our flesh, help us to uh, just keep that flesh dead and buried in the grave, Lord, we know that it died on the cross with you, Lord, we are uh, new creatures living in you, Lord. So, Father, we just ask for your strength, your power, your grace, uh, and all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, strife and knowing God. Excuse me. And we have John chapter 17. When Jesus had spoken these words, this is... uh, the high priestly prayer of Jesus. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you have gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were. And you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in the truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in heaven. 
and I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, and for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Eternal life and knowing God, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent out. John 17.3 This statement by the Lord Jesus begins a very begins in a very profound manner. And this is eternal life. To complete such a statement requires comprehensive truth. If the statement had started with this is included in eternal life, many non-comprehensive matters could be used to finish the statement. One could rightly say that forgiveness of sins is included in eternal life. One could properly say that escaping hell and securing heaven are included in eternal life. Likewise, one could say that meaning and purpose for living are included in eternal life. Additionally, one could state that spiritual gifts and spiritual fruit are also included. Furthermore, one could say that fellowship in the body of Christ and new understanding of the scriptures are included. Nevertheless, none of these individually nor all of these collectively are sufficient to complete the statement, and this is eternal life. 
To finish that profound beginning, one must add an all-encompassing truth. One must speak of the full dimensions of eternal life. What is large enough to complete that majestic opening? Only the one reality of knowing God would be adequate, that they may know you. Yes, knowing God is what eternal life is all about. It is only through meeting the Lord that forgiveness is found. It is only by being in Christ that we escape hell and secure heaven. Then it is only through getting acquainted with the Lord that meaning and purpose for our lives are made real to us. Also, it is only through a growing intimacy of trust in Christ that spiritual gifts and spiritual fruit can properly mature. Furthermore, it is only through an increasing acquaintanceship with the Lord that Christian fellowship and biblical insight are appropriately developed. These truths certainly concur with those prophetic words of old that promised a new covenant of grace to replace that old covenant of law. I will make a new covenant, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, but this is the covenant that I will make. I will put my law in their minds and write on their hearts, and I will be their God. And they shall be my people. They shall know, they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. Hebrews 8.11 applies these words to the followers of Christ, and shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. The new covenant provides a growing intimate acquaintanceship for all who will walk in its terms of grace. Dear Father, I confess that I've often thought and behaved as though eternal life were less than knowing you. Help me to understand and to live the very essence of your new covenant of grace, your provisions for allowing me to grow in knowing you through Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. You guys have an amazing day as we ever grow greater knowing the Lord.